Hello and welcome to episode 4. My name is Gemma, otherwise known as Filthy. Hello everyone, my name is Judd, also known as Gorgeous, and welcome to Filthy, Filthy and Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Right, episode 4, we're getting down to the nitty gritty now. Woo-hoo! We're now going to be talking about working together. Mm. A delightful time. Mm. When we were little babies. <laughs> it's like the amount of time since we've worked together and how we were then and how we were now. How do you think, what do you think we were like then? Naive, naive young (laughs) (laughs) people that allowed ourselves to, I don't know, just... Be responsible. (laughs) Oh God, we were anything but responsible there. I mean, it wasn't as bad as my uni days, irresponsible, Um, but there's a definite wild party lifestyle at hotels that, you know, you have the, the facade... Um, when you're at work, you know you're very professional. It was a oh yeah, it you know it was a a very nice hotel that we were working at. So you mm-hmm. know very prim proper, making sure everything was correct and well done. But behind the scenes, oh my god, it was an absolute filth pit. I don't know how we are alive. I I, I really don't know. <laughs> Literally, we were fresh out the womb. I was <laughs> I was I was still a teenager when when I when I got there. Literally, the other day it was ten years since I left. It was so quick to literally being accepted to then being told to go. It was it was a, it was very scary, very daunting, but it was it was lots of fun. Um, definitely learnt a lot whilst being there, and to have a completely have to then change in the sense how you act and how you speak because you're constantly being watched. Yeah, like the very the definition of micromanagement is where we were before you were being checked constantly on everything I, maybe for your department I mean I I felt like on the departments that I was in in the office obviously I was dealing with contracts and money and things like that so there was that sense of making sure everything was okay but yeah. like I said I think maybe episode one or two I had an amazing line manager who was you know really good and she had trust in me and faith and she showed me how to do something and she trusted me to get on with it and I felt like when I was doing the front of house kind of stuff um, the the manager themselves wasn't a micromanager but maybe the deputy manager was a bit more of a micromanager um, but you know I was I it was my first sort of career job yeah I, I, I see where we were at the hotel as the first step on my career ladder Yes. Um, I'd done a lot of other jobs but nothing that was it could start and, and turn into something um, and for me it was a brand new start it was me and my partner at the time you know settling down living together starting our life together after university it was that kind of exciting time in my life um, but I yeah I, I can see what you mean from the departments that you were in about micromanagement I think there were some very strong characters at the hotel in regards to the management oh yeah it was um we had because we were looking after all of the um, important people that were coming in very high up um companies that are known worldwide that would come in for conferences for for big networking events we were the the face of the um hotel and the department looking after everyone so everything had to be um, correct clean 
we had to be professional at all times and the manager actually said yeah there were some very big characters that were in there um, not that a lot of the managers lasted I think with, with my time within my first department there was at least three or four managers and I was there for about two and a bit years yeah, in that in that one, which was crazy. the turnover was absolutely sh was shocking because we would have a lot of um, uni students come. There would be a massive recruitment drive with the uni down the road, and we would have a lot of people come for like random morning and evening and weekend shifts. So the turnaround of staff was incredible, but um, there were some people who I was glad to not, in a sense, <laughs> work under anymore. What on earth is that? Flying ants. Sorry about that. Sorry for the pause. We saw a bug, had to get rid of it. So we'll so we'll carry on from where we left off. Um, there were certain people that um, I worked under that I, I'm very glad to not, in a sense, be influenced or have to particularly listen to anymore when I moved around, because mm. um, they were um, very controlling, very kind of like bully bullyish in your face and it definitely made a a mark on how I was around them yeah manage management makes a huge difference to a department I was very lucky that the the management and the teams that I had I mean the front of house team the management stayed the same until I left and the the actual front of house staff there wasn't much change there either um, and in the office when I went upstairs there wasn't that much change in regards to that either I think there was a lucky. little yeah there was a little bit of a rejig and I think I was very lucky that the teams I had it was a good group of people as well mm -hmm. um, and I was very lucky you know there's always a couple of people that don't get on when you when you work with larger teams but oh, I was I was very lucky that I was one of the people that got on with everybody um, yeah. there wasn't somebody within a team that I wouldn't work with or didn't want to work with um, so I was very lucky and I loved it I mean I was I, I managed to find what I was good at while working at the hotel you know I became I won lots of awards for my customer service and you know they they do um, like checks mystery guest callers and stuff and I was ending up getting a hundred percent every time and it was great Ooh. yeah um you know and and i got to make connections with other local businesses and things like that so that really opened my eyes up to a whole new world and i definitely think working at the hotel made me grow and learn and see things and think okay there's a career here i know that i'm good with people i'm good at supporting people um and that i definitely wanted to develop and you know I got my hotel phone voice down, you know, good afternoon, welcome to Sleep Loop, Gemma speaking, how may I help you? If, it's, it's weird how um, working in a, um, in a hotel, in anywhere, how it, ch how it changes how you, how you speak, because you've done it, you're doing it for such a long time that I've carried stuff on to, to, to present day, whenever I walk past someone or if I open the door or anything, I'll go, sorry sir, they're often like, thank you, you're yeah. most welcome madam. The weird, like, um, weird things that you pick up that you still use to, to present day is... Yeah, there, there's a, a travel agency that used to book at the hotel quite a lot. 
um, and I was used to their hold music because they would have they they were like a a media me uh, middleman. Yes. I can't think of the word mediary. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they were basically the middleman, and um, so they would have the customer on the other end of the phone as well as talking to me and trying to book and get dates and everything else. Yeah. And I was so used to the hold music that when I worked for another company. I would call them to make bookings and would get put on hold and basically I'd been on hold for like 20 minutes and sort of sat there with the phone against my ear hearing this hold music and the guy came off the phone and was like hello and I because I was so it was so ingrained in me to do the thing I went good afternoon do 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 hotel and, <laughs> and I was like no wait no I'm working at now sorry I used to work at this hotel and it, it must just be an auto reflex thing and the guy was cracking up he thought it was hilarious <laughs> and everyone in my team bearing in mind I was management at that time managing this administration team looked at me like I had gone crazy because I had been working there for a good couple of years to the point where I shouldn't have had that <laughs> in my brain anymore it was so freaky I was like oh my god I've just jumped like three years in time backwards what the hell embarrassing oh dear i did that in the in the couple of jobs after i left and came back and um, my first day i was so used to saying the other was so somebody picked, called up i'll pick up the phone and say good afternoon welcome to blah blah blah, blah, blah. just speaking how can i help they put the phone down because they thought they got the, ro the wrong place but it was the right place oh. but i was so <laughs> i was so ingrained to say the, the place that I worked at before that it just flowed out naturally and I did the same thing when I went back because I moved went back to the same ho same hotel at the same department albeit being in management I'd pick up the phone and I would say the last place I was working at Hilarious. and then people would just look at me and just be like what on earth are you talking about and just like completely laugh at me it was so funny but then we going back to where we were before I moved around a lot of um, departments and got all experience here there and everywhere and then when moved to the front office team where we where you worked before yeah I wasn't there then though I'd gone hadn't I no you'd gone at that point and um, the management were exactly the same the, the management really wanted me to the point that they um, as soon as my manager in the restaurant was on annual leave for two weeks they um, gave me an interview mm -hmm. said that they wanted me and then said like yeah we'll give you a job so the point was his, <laughs> his first day back on annual leave said yeah I'm leaving in a week I'm going over to front office so he was one less supervisor <laughs> which was which was excellent and I loved it because then I could then um, play back the first thing my that I called someone up for in the restaurant was to take a bottle of wine to a room for a special guest and I was on the receiving end of that for such a long time yeah. that it was the best thing to then get somebody else to do that and I was like yes get in I don't have to do that anymore I could tell somebody else to do it it was just the best feeling and to get all that experience there was it just made me realize that this is what I wanted to do and I think it it was sad to leave both times but I think it definitely benefited me to have done to work in that hotel so it gave me such a good grounding mm. And I think it did as well for both of us. How do you think it benefited you? Definitely made me tougher. 
Oh yeah, me as well. I mean, you know, I had situations at university that weren't very nice that toughened me up. Mm. Um, but I think working in a hotel when you have someone shouting in your face and you can't just give everybody a, a discount. You can't just give everybody um, money back or whatever, you know, like, so you have to, uh, you sort of, it's weird because you don't want to apologize because apologizing is admitting fault that yeah. something is wrong. So you don't want to say, I'm sorry, because sometimes it's irrational. Someone is literally just complaining for the sake of complaining, hoping that they'll get something. Um, so it's, I understand where you're coming from, or I understand why you might feel like this, or I understand your situation. And it's, learning to listen to people i'm quite i'm sort of an empath anyway i'm quite empathetic with people um and i think that's you know i learn a lot more about how to stay calm when people are trying to push your buttons by being at the hotel um yes. so me naturally being a bit more of a, a calm nice person and then learning at the hotel has enabled me to go on to other roles but i remember being at the hotel and the manager in the office being like I can't deal with this person anymore it's been like 15 minutes and they're just not going up like we're not going to give them a discount I don't understand why we keep why this is going in circles and I said do you want to put them through to me and I sat there for like 15 20 minutes and by the end of it the person was calm they understood they weren't going to get a discount you know but they were you know not happy but appeased and I feel like, you know, dealing with situations like that at the hotel, I feel like it didn't help that sometimes management made you feel like it was life or death. At the end of the mm. day, uh, for me as a manager, I feel like, you know, if something's gone wrong, we're going to fix it. We're going to get it as close to perfect as we can. Sometimes you can't get it perfect. No. We learnt what went wrong. We move on from it and we, we get and over it. Done. Yeah. Whereas I felt like at the hotel, some of the managers made it out like it was life or death, your job's on the line, and it's not that bad, it's not that serious. Like, looking back, I, I think I learned a lot from that, from seeing how other people were acting and realising I didn't want to act like that, and then watching people and thinking, that's the manager I want to be, that's the way I want to be, that's what I want to do. You aspire to be that person, because it feels right. Yeah, so I learned what, what's good and what's bad. I mean, there's also some really grim and grotty things. <laughs> like, um, there was a guy that was running housekeeping uh, when I first arrived, and he moved to a rather fancy hotel afterwards. Um, and he could be quite scary at times. He was a lovely, lovely man, really funny, hilarious. But if you did something wrong, oh, he would pull you to one side and let you know, you know? Um, and I got a call from him, and it was, Gemma, can you come to the, the housekeeping office? I was thinking, oh my god, what have I done? Why am I? I've never been called to the housekeeping office. <laughs> oh my god, what is going on? What is going on? So I go up there, and he's like, um, <clears throat> Gemma, can you have a look inside this bag? And I'm thinking, did I put something in a guest bag? Why would I put something in a guest bag? <laughs> I haven't done that. What's going on? No, what like happened? you, you know, you sort of think to yourself, oh shit, what have I done what that's related done? to this bag that's going to get me in trouble? I Like, I've never seen this bag in my life. Have I seen this bag before? Has it dropped out of someone's bag? You know, a million miles a minute thinking, oh crap, I'm in trouble. And I open it up, <laughs> and it's a wash bag filled with, like, condoms 
in in their wrappers, like but like like he's ripped them apart so they're all individual in this wash bag. And I'm like, right. well, that's that's weird. Like, why is there like fifty mm. condoms in this wash bag? And then the housekeeping manager said to me, open the side zip. To which point I nearly gagged because I opened the side zip and there were all the used ones. Oh, no. <laughs> and he'd literally oh. called me to the housekeeping office to just see it because he was like, nobody's going to believe me if I tell him this story. And if, if you say it's true, then they'll believe you, Gemma, because you're not one to make things up. Like, oh you had to see this. And I was like, Gosh. take this bag out of my hands now. Wow. And the, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. That's fantastic. And the I, that's... only other thing. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been invited to a threesome when working at reception desks? Obviously, everybody has. Um, well, I don't know about that's, you. I, th- I feel like that's standard. Um, but there was one time where I had a rather, shall we say, rather large. Um, American man called down and asked for a razor and I went and delivered the razor at which point he opened the door in nothing but a pair of budgie smugglers and tried to stand provocatively at the door and took the razor and was like thank you very much being rather lechy and uh, proceeded to give me a tip which we don't take at that hotel we don't take tips so I was like oh no 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 thank you no thank you He, he like insisted to the point where I was like, right, okay, I've just got to do it because it's weird. He put the money in my hand. I didn't look at it, walked away, went down to the front office because this was like a, when I was doing like a night, late night, night shift. So it's yeah. like 11 o'clock at night. Look at my hand to see a two pence piece. Mentally scarred for 2p. <laughs> wow. Fun. And that, that's, I've been, oh gosh, I got hit on when I was taking um, by a very, very handsome man um, going up to um, going up to a room and we were just like he was saying like thank you so much and all of this other stuff we were just like I think we just had we had eye contact for about a minute and we just we we just we didn't say anything and I was trying to think of something to say but we just couldn't and he wasn't going anywhere he was just like <laughs> he was in his room he put his bags down and I think I don't know whether he was waiting for me to like say thank you very much and go but we never said anything we were just like looking at each other and then was like alright thank you very much then I left and I was just like I wonder what would have happened I wonder a little bit of cheeky cheeky yeah I know I've never done never, never done that before but that would that would have been something that would have been very interesting thing but who knows never mind <laughs> um, Ooh, that's oh. like that hotel babylon that used to be bbc <gasps> I world lo- i loved that <laughs> show that was a fantastic <laughs> show it was brilliant i loved that it was good wasn't it well well the uh, hotel that we were at was very was pale compared to to what hotel babylon was believing especially when it was staff parties and everything it was crazy um, Judd being sick in an ice bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I don't even remember it. <laughs> don't even remember it at all. Don't drink red wine because it just leaves you legless and you don't remember what's happening. I lost my house keys, my glasses, mm-hmm. and I don't even remember getting home. Wow. And apparently, I was following all the girls into the girls' toilets. Well, I mean, 
the free free booze is just deadly because the thing is like because it's a hotel they're only going to give you so much of the good stuff and then they use like the crappy house stuff that it wasn't crappy because it was a nice hotel but it wasn't like the high-end fancy stuff and you'd find people would go for the stuff that you would usually have on a night out first and then it would just be all the wine left over and then you'd end up drinking and mixing because they only had they only put so much of each out so you'd go through one thing and that would run out so then you'd go into the next half decent thing and then you'd end up on the wine yeah it was disgusting we were late me and and my other half at the time we were late and we were very classy by drinking um, from my from the staff house to the hotel (laughs) and up the country lanes up the country lanes drinking fosters oh from a glass from a glass bottle oh fosters gold um bit of a plug um but um yeah it was just it was not good it was not a good night for me i was just people were just there was one guy who was throwing up and smoking and drinking at the same time oh literally he would throw up take and um, have a have a fag then then keep drinking having a good time and throwing up in the um, in the smoking area outside of the hotel oh thankfully no other guests were around it was all staff but he was just doing that constantly. When when this this um, podcast is recorded, you need to tell me that name. I will. Don't you worry about that. That's absolutely fine. I will wow. divulge. I will divulge all details afterwards. Yeah, it was just. Uh, and then one person um, at another staff staff party went back to the hotel and saw themselves in <gasps> one of the staff bed in one of the um, bedrooms that he was staying at. He How that, do I not that, know this stuff? He was, he was that drunk and paralytic. He soiled himself, and then he had to change all the bed sheets and everything himself. How do I not know this stuff? Because I hadn't told you. I just remembered I it know, now. But goss- gossip went around the hotel like wildfire. You would not have if you had a secret. It would not be a secret in about ten years' time because somebody yeah. would then tell someone, and it would just go around like crazy. If anyone, I think the only person I ever told any secrets to was you. Like I wouldn't, t- I wouldn't risk telling anybody else. Because you had the person who was who knew everything, and if anything was happening, that person, that manager would know, and then would tell you, and yeah. then you would tell me, and then I kept it a secret, and then I told everyone else. <laughs> and as how do you know this? It was like I randomly heard in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything happened in the kitchen. That's where all the all the gossip. All the gossip. I happened. loved Chef. Oh yeah, he was. Fantastic. I think all of them. I like. I liked great. all of them. They, they were absolutely vicious during service. At one point, where one of them was actually recording. Wow. To the because they, everybody in that department in the restaurant was just getting it wrong, and there were so many complaints that he was actually recording service on his phone. I don't blame blame it. They were so good in the kitchen. They worked mm-hmm. their asses off, and then they still did staff food, and it wasn't like. It wasn't awful. Every the no. best beer was breakfast pasta. Oh yeah, breakfast pasta. Everybody, everybody knew what breakfast pasta was. You could just hear breakfast pasta. Yeah, okay, literally. That was the best. It just it looked disgusting, but it tasted immense. But it was just fantastic. It really was amazing. But I remember I always used to say thank you chef, thank you chef, thank you chef, and there was one day I didn't say thank you chef which was when 
my six year relationship ended the day before yeah. and obviously I just sort of snuck into the kitchen took my I, I actually think it was breakfast pasta <laughs> and left and the chef came and saw me and said uh, Gemma you're my favourite employee because you always say thank you chef without fail and you didn't say it today what's wrong and, and he was a very scary man. He could he could be a very scary man when he wanted to be, but the fact that he said that like meant a lot. They notice, and um, the chefs will notice everything because people go in there to talk, and you have all of the managers literally in that ma- in that s- small office. I wouldn't call it an office; it was more of a cupboard which yeah. just <laughs> r- randomly had a desk in it. If I'm yeah. being and everybody went in there during for like for breaks or anything you'd always the manager if you couldn't find any manager anywhere they would be in the office in the kitchen yeah that's where they would be and they just noticed everything and it was just some of the best like advice and things happened through that through that through that kitchen and it was it was just brilliant it was one of the best times i yeah i really respected the kitchen staff there and even now, like looking back, I just think they're a great team, really great team, really talented people that did their job and they did it well. But you really didn't want to piss them off. <laughs> oh no, because literally, if you knew, if you yeah. had, if you had lunch prepared for you, you, you did not want to annoy them because you knew that not that they would do anything, but you would not want to risk it. You don't want to get on their bad side because they they could shout. They, yeah. They, they yeah. Yeah. Right. Staff on site versus staff houses. Oh well, well, I think I feel like we kind of covered it with, you know, you put that front on when you when you're in the hotel. Mm. Um, I mean, unless you went to to the smoking area where there was that like behind the, the bins with the chairs, the, the rickety chairs and tables, and the porter <laughs> cabin and the decrepit porter cabin where things went to die yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. I feel like a lot of naughty stuff probably happened around there a lot of naughty conversations a lot of gossip a lot of other stuff probably went on there a lot of moaning a lot of moaning I got accidentally got somebody fired oh god three um, somebody asking me things in that in that area people went there to, if you wanted to know things you went to you went to the smoking yeah, area. I know people that went to the smoking area that weren't smokers that, that you, you like you know you'd go there because you'd be like I'm going for a cigarette break even though you weren't smoking you went for you went excuse. for the drama you went for the drama no I used to do it as like a break because there'd be like people that were going every five minutes for well not every five but it felt like every five minutes for, for a fag break and I'd turn around and be like well, why do they get a break I have to wait four hours and then go yeah I'm gonna say I'm going for a fag break and I'm gonna go even though I'm not. And I remember there were a couple of times like when we became really good friends, I'd be like, oh, Judd, shall we go for a fag break? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm dying for one. (laughs) Yeah, 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 let's let's go. I'll I'll keep my radio on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was, I felt like it became like an excuse to get away. But then you would see people that work at the hotel that were like, super stressed and and stuff and they would be like constantly going for the cigarettes and I felt like so bad for them that they were so stressed that they were actually like addicted to having the the cigarettes like pretty much like 
chain smoking two or three in like two minutes to get back into work whereas I was using it as an excuse to just to get away to get away because everybody else was having them yeah and I think especially for like staff house that our experience of them is probably a bit probably a little bit different obviously you had a, there was a specific reason why you had to go into staff accommodation obviously when you left and everything as well um, I think I moved around so many of them for different reasons that I think especially the one um, the main staff house where the, all those legendary parties happened mm. it was just it was incredible you just see such a different side to, to people there they remind me a lot of um, student uni houses yeah um, work hard party hard Oh yeah, the debauchery ca um, had carried on from the hotel. People hooking up houses. with people, even if they were not supposed to or shouldn't be. Oh, there was a legendary fight that happened at a staff house. Oh, it was. It got to a it. point where the police nearly got involved. Oh my god, what happened? Um, there was uh, one of our one of our friends who we're more probably an acquaintance now was with one guy, <gasps> and then that guy left. Oh, and, and got with this, guy. and they then, however, got with this other guy, and they were going quite well. And then the guy who left came back. Yep. And we all, like me and a couple of um, couple of my friends, came back to the house, and everyone was outside. Thinking, I was like, oh gosh, I know what's what's happening, and everything. It's like, oh my god, these two people are going at it. They were like <gasps> throwing each other up and down the stairs and everything else. It was. It was immense. Was it was it, was it was it the uh, Spanish? Yes, uh, both of them. Spanish gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. They. It was unbelievable. I've. No, it was just everybody was talking about it for weeks. I was trying to think of how I could describe them without using names or anything, and not nothing that would be too descriptive. And I'm glad that you got it from the Spanish men because they were both Spanish. Yeah, one of them I absolutely love. I yeah, had a yeah, yeah. Very deep appreciation yeah. and it's probably one of the only um one of the only like two or three people that i actually cried when they left oh because not that we it didn't on the also if you looked in between me and him you wouldn't have thought that we were because yeah. we, we only worked like closely for like such a short, short time. amount of time even though that we'd worked together in the hotel for a long time just like within the same department it was very short but he was just one of the most fantastic people ever and he's very happy with um ironically another colleague who we used to work with they're together now got i think they're married and they're living the best life and i'm glad that he moved on from this yeah from our um, common friend yeah they're, yeah they're both great people but together it wasn't healthy oh no definitely not but they're both amazing people individually yes so you know sometimes it just happens that way doesn't it but yes. it's good that you can stay friends with both of them and you know it's not weird and you but, can, you, oh my god i had no idea there was a big fight oh yeah honestly they were like walked away and literally they were like going down the road and we nobody knew who to um who to go after who to stay with yeah or anything else is one of those like everybody was torn we had no idea oh what to do it was like it was iconic and it would net and nothing like that happened again 
but thankfully none of the um, hotel management found out about it. Yeah, that, that would have been a that would have been a big, big no no, and that would have just been awful. Yeah. And going on from that, was there any um, specific people apart from apart from myself and yourself that um, stuck in your head and that was stuck in your head that you really really liked that you really got on with? Was there anyone that you didn't? Yeah, my my manager in the office, like I said, she she made me realise that my relationship wasn't very healthy at home, um, and she made me start to believe in myself, and she pushed me, and she trained me, and she took the time. And she had stuff going on in her life, but she never let it interfere with helping me. Um, she was amazing. Like she, she, even now, she shapes a lot of my decisions, and I don't even think she realizes the impact that she had on my life. Um, she is a queen. She is a queen. She is amazing. Like just, I just don't think I would be the person I am today without her. Mm-hmm. Um, and without the the manager I had after when I moved to London, I had another amazing female manager who was incredible. But I do I look and I think, what would she do? How would she have dealt with this management situation? Um, I just I just think she she is an incredible incredible person. Um, and then there's other people that I look back and I think fondly of, but I wouldn't say I've really kept in touch with anybody at the hotel as such. I felt like I've done such a lot and I've in a small amount of time since leaving the hotel, mm-hmm. you know, um, oh, when did I leave the hotel? 2014. 2014. 2014, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like, what, seven eight years since I left the hotel um yeah seven years since I left and I I've worked in a few different places and I've made made like managed incredible teams of people and I th- I feel like as a manager I like to keep in touch with what they are doing because I like to see how they're developing since they've yeah. left me managing them and helping them and nurturing them and I like to see what they're going on and doing and that they do incredible things and I've not in a patronizing way but I feel really proud of what they've achieved and accomplished yeah absolutely um, but from the hotel I just look back and think of it fondly as a time in my life where I learned and I grew and and became the person that could start the journey that has led to who I am now yes um I don't even think there's people that I'm like glad I've got rid of from the hotel. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh my god, thank god I don't have to work with such and such anymore. There are people that I didn't, I wasn't overly fond of working with, but nobody I like dislike to the point that I didn't want to work with them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) That was very nicely put. (laughs) Being very political right now. Um, There are people that I worked with at the hotel that I've got for life and I will I will never let them go because I know where they live <laughs> so um, they, they know too much and they'll send me down but um, and I'll, I'll never for, I'll never forget them and I, I do really feel bad because um, I think that I have lost touch with them even though that we've um, emailed and communicated and said yeah let's meet up we have never found a 
particular time to do it and I really do need to because I don't want to lose um, touch with them because yeah. they were just fantastic people um, and they're all in different departments um, there are there was at least as I said there's about three or four people that throughout my whole career that I've actually like properly cried out for leaving and I've never done it since to anyone it just shows how much um, how much they need to me yeah um, but um, it was a very emotional time one of them was the first person I worked with closely when moving away I was with them for literally worked with them closely every single shift for about six seven months they then um, went to another department I actually wrote them a letter Oh. Saying I can't believe we're going to um, that. You, obviously, congratulations that you got promoted, that you moved to another department. But it's going to be really sad to not work with you. Where the fuck was my letter when I left? Oh, we we, we were far gone with that. You didn't need one, you know. Um, but don't worry about it. And um, <laughs> it was just it was weird because um, I left before um, I left that shift before her, and then she found me in the car park because I was waiting for the um, car to start. And literally, we carried on talking for about another hour in the car Aww. and then I we then worked in the same department for a little while because they poached me over and the day I was working a morning and she was working a late and that was the last time that I would see her we both looked at each other and I said we've already said goodbye let's not do it again because I will literally break down and she left that on I never I've randomly spoken to her on Facebook but I've never spoken to her again really after that and that was she moved abroad I think so yeah I think yeah. she's gone back to the country where she's from yeah and it was such it was really it was one of the hardest things and the hardest people to actually say goodbye to because it was the first as I said it was the first time that I moved away I'd obviously like grown really close to this but she would get on my tits like crazy <laughs> it was she would find something so small and blow it up to be absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal but sometimes we would just get it and we would go through everything and we would be the shit. It would be fantastic. Um, there was another one who I worked with who I started at the same time as me. She's gone on to do whatever. That was really hard. And then the other guy who I've worked with, that was that was really bad as well. But apart from that, I've never done anything like that. Like, sad for anyone. For people to not like, there are a few some of them were just not really helpful and made me stay in um, houses and situations where I didn't really need to and affected me in my health ah. and everything else as well and some people that literally told me on the spot that I could get rid of you like that and or oh beca because I didn't take a phone with me um, ironically those people were the ones that <laughs> accepted me to start at the hotel um, but th they were annoying and they were really awful and everything else but I'm glad that they gave me the opportunity and, the, and made the decision to accept me because then if I hadn't I wouldn't have known what I would have done and it was just meh but there we go um, yeah yeah I get that I, I know who you're talking about um but yeah, I, I yeah, I I mean when I left the hotel had been taken over and you had the opportunity to either 
move your contract over or to choose not to and to leave and at that point you know I'd, I'd been in a staff house for a few months there was no need for me to live where I was living the only reason I stayed was because of my job and I was like reassessing my life I was like right I'm in a staff house in a village on the other side of the M25 to where my family is you know I can't drive to go and see them it takes me four hours to go by train like you know what what am I doing here why am I still here and um, to be honest when the guys that took over the hotel came in and said we like to think of our staff as family I kind of was like I see how this is going to go it's going to be a case of they're going to come in and because we're a family even though they're a huge corporation they're a family that basically in my mind translated to you're going to put in extra work for the same amount of pay and and you're going to do it because you know it's a family and we all pull together and I didn't really want that I liked Mm. I liked the way it was but I'd reached that point where I was like why am I still here why am I still doing this you know now's the time if I'm going to do start afresh and do it I'm going to go and the the one of the people that I know you were talking about turned around and told me I was selfish and you know after three and a bit years at the hotel how could I turn around and do this to them after everything they've done for me when really apart from the fact that that person was one of the people that gave me the job they hadn't really done anything for me it was the management in the office that had done stuff for me and I had sort of through the grapevine spoken about this and they were very aware of my decision and they supported it because they knew of the personal reasons behind it and I think that's the way to be um, not to make someone feel bad at the fact that they need to put themselves first you know yeah um, so I, I do get that but at the same time do I really care? No, because they didn't have that big of an impact on me when I was at the hotel because I never really worked with them at the hotel t- for them to have an impact. They just gave me the job and then said something not very nice when I left. You know, big deal. I don't have the energy to... But look what happened when you left. Oh, yeah. Onwards and upwards, definitely. Absolutely. And I think we've both um, achieved a lot oh, yeah. from from leaving and obviously I'm decision to go back but um, <laughs> I definitely helped and I am really thankful for them and I wouldn't be here without them really yeah so. I would never ever ever if someone said you can take those years back and do something else hell no hell no no the amount of memories and the experiences and the situations that yeah. I was in from that it's changed me. I learnt from it. I, I look at it through rose-tinted glasses, <laughs> and I absolutely love it. I think yeah. it was fantastic. I don't want to relive it at no. all. If someone was like, "You can relive it," no, thank you. Nope. But I wouldn't replace it for anything. No, absolutely. So thank you very much to the hotel, and if anyone from the hotel is listening, we we love you. Unless you're the people that Jod mentioned. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll finish. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this extra long um, podcast today. We'll see you for the next one. So it's goodbye from her. And it's goodbye from him. Bye! Bye.